Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Today's episode of Two in the Think Tank is brought to you by on a flowing on a river of magma. Mm-hmm. Magma, our comedy festival show at the current comedy festival. incumbent comedy festival. 2019. 2019, the comedy festival of that year at Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne International Buy Comedy Festival. Buy tickets immediately. <laughs> this because, second. Because there are only 13 shows left and we're running, you're running out of time. Yeah. yeah and, and I would hate for you to die in general, but also without <laughs> seeing this show. And we'd like to present somebody else who has a show on. Yes. Matt Stewart. Matt, welcome on to the Thank bit so before much. the podcast. Oh, I, so. I haven't been on the bit before the podcast before. Yeah, oh. this is the real podcast as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> Love the, yeah, the pre-show. I'm, yeah, let's get pumped up. Do you um, have anything to plug, Matt? I, well, I've always got too many things to plug, but I'd love to plug You're my show. You're a gusher, aren't you? I'm a gusher, yeah. yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big-time squirter. Um, is that... Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's, okay. This, this is the kind of stuff you can say in the pre-show. Right. That wouldn't be acceptable okay. on the show. That's why I need so many plugs, yeah. I guess. Um, but I... Well, that was your point. That was my bit. point. Yeah. Yeah, no. I but... thought I'd come around and have a go myself because yeah. it looked like fun when you did it. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, the show that I'm doing, at this, the incumbent, which means that it could be voted out. Sure, I yeah, guess, at any moment. At the moment, it's still the incumbent. I haven't called an election mm, uh, mm. as yet, but i doing a show called Bone Dry. It's at the Chinese Museum, 7 it's o'clock. funny to describe you as Bone Dry because you're such a gusher. <laughs> I'm a gusher. <laughs> That's the ironic nature of the title. Uh, the show features Alistair Trombley Birchall and uh, Andy and Al. In voice. In voice, in yeah. Voice, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Which no, is, no, no. But the listeners of your show, that's how no, they know you. He's saying true. he's going to send you an invoice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for that little bit of uh, oh, well, pre-recorded so audio that he, uh, he did for the show. I've, yeah, well, I've got him in multiple times, so he really... Yeah, I'd hate to know what that invoice is going to But gonna... this is a great plug as well to get people in for the podcast because yeah. you're basically you're telling them that if they go along to this live show, they'll be able to listen to Alistair's mm. pre-recorded voice, which we know because they listen to this is a thing that they love. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And right. if anything, they, they won't like magma because that's my voice and it's not pre-recorded yeah. at all. <laughs> we did consider pre-recording all of Al's parts <laughs> mm. and having him lip sync. Yeah. Um, I would still fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, should we go into the music? Absolutely, we should. Um, I really like the bit where you came in, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I you had pulled to for- it all together. I had to force him using peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, peer pointing pressure. But I, um, I, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. No. I normally, when I come on here, I just like to sit and watch you guys work. No. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. very nice. Just nice to be close. I guess to we you. could just live stream and then just, and like you know, you could buy a subscription service to the stream. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, when people say take a long walk off a short pier, mm-hmm. you know. You know that expression? Yeah. Expression? Yeah. You don't, 
You don't need to take a very long walk. Like, it's, it's pretty much the same length as the pier. Like, it's one step longer than the pier. Right. If it's a short pier, mm-hmm. you're taking a short walk. I mean, if, you, if the walk we're talking about is the walk off the pier, then it's barely a walk at all. It's just step off a pier, yeah. well, isn't it? Um, or one step. are they talking about walking into the ocean? Like, what, once it's the long walk beyond the pier. Sure, but that implies that the pier is in such shallow water that you could fall off the end. Or maybe and you're, then ca- you're carrying a big rock. Carrying a big rock, okay. <laughs> and then you walk on the fl- ocean floor yeah. further out to sea, yeah. carrying your big rock. I have a feeling they're suggesting that you are drowning yourself. Yeah, yeah. is this is it the one of the few socially acceptable ways to tell someone to kill themselves? <laughs> I think so. Because that is a pretty common expression. Really? It's but, definitely the first time I've ever heard it, but okay. it's, but it's pretty common. You've is never, it an you've never heard that expression? No. You've only been in Australia for, what, 20 years? Yeah, for 21 years now. Mm. So, oh, yeah, so it's probably, uh, <laughs> it's probably it's one of those ones that shows up in your 22nd yeah. year. They didn't, yeah, maybe they didn't get that one in, in Canada? They don't, they don't get it in this part of Australia. Right. The part that's around me. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. one metre radius. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I think there's probably a bunch of socially acceptable ways uh, to say I hope you die. Well, I think that on okay. Twitter, saying delete your account is basically saying kill yourself, but in oh, Twitter terms, right? Like mm. it's the equivalent of I want you to cease existing in this mm. reality. Yeah. Um, and you know, long walk of short pier is that. Um, I want uh, you to stop existing in this dry reality. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Build build a bridge. And get over it. Yeah. Wait, Halfway wait. over it and then jump off. Jump off. Yeah. Like the Westgate. Yeah. Westgate. Wait, yeah. That, what's that dry reality one? <laughs> that, no, that was. Is that a fake one? That was just uh, Matt riffing off the concept of I want you to stop existing in this reality. Oh, in this if dry walk, reality. The, 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 that's whatever. the dry land. That's okay. the dry land that we are currently in. I thought that was just another common mm. saying. It is, yeah. It is now. Another yeah. way is uh, I want you to get off this platform. Which is, you know, Twitter, but right. then Try jumping or, off or a the bridge is station. getting off a platform. <laughs> get off, get off. Once you get off this platform, the train station. De yeah. platforming people is a really accepted method of like removing the, you know, the the mouthpiece given to the far right on, uh, you know, on social mm-hmm. media, on YouTube, on, uh, you know, when they get a uh, get to do a speech at a university or something. Mm-hmm. But it's also a way you can push somebody Onto in the front tracks. of a train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deplatforming. I've taken deplatforming to a whole new level. To take away their mouthpiece, uh, like a sort of an alt-right person's mm. mouthpiece, in real life is actually just to take their mouth. Or their trumpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that little yeah. bit at the end of the trumpet. Which, yeah. I don't know if you need that, really. You could probably just blow into the pipe. I don't know a lot about trumpets. No, I think, <laughs> I think that shows a real misunderstanding of the trumpet. Do you think it's just blowing that they're doing? Blowing? <laughs> yeah, that's not what you said. You can just blow? Look, I have a theory that um, the trumpet... Uh, well... That maybe more the trombone is really just you're just pretending. Well, you're making the sound. You're just making the sound. So you take the trombone away and you're still going. Burr, burr, burr. I reckon. But yeah. but I you think are you kind of pretending people's... to make the sound by going like this. You're going <laughs> like that. Is that really what it is? That's yeah. the sound you're making. That's wow, Alistair, that was remarkable. That was a lot like a herd of elephants. Yeah, and then this is going to be more like an F1. <laughs> You are, Alistair, you're a man of, of many voices. I'm the man of many lip vibrations. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can't believe you've made your lips do three different things. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty do good. Do you have any more? It was a farty sound. Yeah. an elephant. And as a... Can you do the cheeky chimp? Um, what's the cheeky chimp? 
I do what I do with Yeah, that's a cheeky chimp. <laughs> no, that's a kissy chimp. Oh, uh, kissy chimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, horsey chimp. Horse, horsey yeah. chimp. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a loose anus. A loose anus. <laughs> anyway, we've got to move on from this. We do? Oh, right, well, really? that's the I first sketch down. But is there, are there any sort of full lip-based um, languages? Oh. Mm. What if like there was a, a civilization that never discovered the voice box? The voice box, but they did all their articulation using only the lips. The lips and maybe the teeth, like. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting that to be so visceral. I, know, I would just... have thought that normally the mouth sounds that people are uncomfortable with are the wet ones. No, but this is just just a bit of a clip clop. Yeah, I think I think if you, if you that's that's just one step away from hearing crunching. It's like, bone on bone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And and also if if people did speak in that language, then particularly with the wear and tear on your teeth from speaking like mm. that, you would quickly lose your ability to speak over as you got older because you would break your teeth and well maybe maybe we'll just reserve those things for really um special occasions special occasions birthdays. you know birthdays yeah or words that we don't use all that often or, or sort of hate speech maybe oh, right. so once again you know we, this is the thing we're big on this podcast is consequences for people's actions yeah and if all had spe- hate speech had to be done with uh with teeth you know, smashing mm. teeth. It would also mean that the elderly mm. who lose their teeth would lose their right to be sort of racist, which is probably oh, good. I think mm. those two things probably coincide quite nicely. And it'd mean that racism is left to the young. Yeah. You know, the people who... Exactly. <laughs> well, it's based Fresh more on... It's sort of, it's more of a current racism rather than an out-of-date right. racism. I think, well, th- look, that is probably all that our awareness of racism is in our section of society mm. it's just like we notice the stuff you notice when your parents say something racist yeah. but you probably don't, like whatever the kind of that we do without realizing it in you know in our youth state of youth we obviously don't notice right yeah. but when your parents do it you're like oh you're doing old person racism <laughs> oh i'm really uncomfortable with that we need this new one that we've discovered or not discovered which just flows out of us like like seeing your parent with like an iphone 3 Mm. You go, yeah. oh, it's That's so embarrassing. Racist. Put it away. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I can't picture your parents being racist. Um, great. <laughs> um, uh, don't. And I'm, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that they are in any way. <laughs> but there are things that are just part of mm. older people's vocabulary and older people's way of way right. of interacting and that sort of thing where you're like, Oh, I clearly know. I've ha- I've had the firmware upgrades, and this is no longer compatible with my operating system. Say, for example, like I used to have an aunt that if we went into a restaurant and there was somebody who, from a particular continent, mm. they would bow. Yeah, you know, say so that oh, kind of an that example. Not on? Hey, that's not on. No, I think I'm not sure. I need to get a firmware upgrade. Yeah, you need a firmware. They would bow. Yeah, Europeans always bad them. And and my my parents, whenever they go into um, a place where there's all these people from the 1800s, they always curtsy. Um, yeah. Once oh. you go to the gold rush. Yeah. Once goes to what's that place in Victoria near where you live, Andy? I think. Uh, Sovereign Hill. Sovereign Hill. Sovereign Hill. Mm. That's a, one a lot of, of curtsying out there. Victorian tourist attractions. Yes, you can go along. You see people in old dresses and stuff, and they sell you boiled lollies and um, whatever. You could pan for gold in a little. 
little trench there mm -hmm. where they apparently they seed a little bit of gold, which is amazing. They put little flecks in there, so there's always something for people to discover. And if you if you don't have the patience for that, you can just buy flecks in the shop. Sure. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, is it I guess is gold gold just isn't that valuable, is it? Um uh, gold is not that valuable. No, like that's one of the noted things about gold. Yeah, but, no, right. but, but it's not that. But like, is there one of those kind of like sovereign hills type places for like mining uranium or mining platinum. like platinum yeah. or sort of like yeah. or, or like, like yeah. one, one of the germanium? What's one of these ones that like are a very specific one that you need for for like making an iPhone? Mm. They're always like. Probably uh, germanium. Yeah, germanium. Oh, there there's, is another one, isn't from, there? Like, that are like from like, the Congo. Is that yeah, the we only can get it from? That's the, the only place uh, where you can get Congo. You know, it's, it's like that. Adamantium. Adamantium. Vibranium. Vi uh, I think you've gone into the Marvel universe. Yeah. Oh, no, Unobtainium. <laughs> that is. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of these ones. So I just picture it. It's like this, and everybody has to get dressed up like. Mm. Uh, everybody like sort of a, sla uh, a slave child of some yeah, kind. Yeah. Is this, sure. not a, is this a, a poor taste? Uh... Well, I think the but the the mining uranium one mm. is quite interesting. Okay, like, great. I like the idea that you go along there and you get in some sort of radioactive suit <laughs> and you get to go mm. through the process of decontaminating yourself. And, yeah. You know, ye olde uranium mine. Ah, That's now fun. go through ye old eye wash. <laughs> yeah. Like <this>. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you got some radioactive material in your eye. Yeah, and then you go like the because in. Uh, the gold rush ones, there's little old schools. So you'd mm. go to the schools where all the kids have mutations. Yeah, great. <laughs> that could be fun. Did you watch the dark, um, the dark tourist? On, no. On, on Netflix. Oh, he, he oh, just goes to some part real. of. He goes to some part of um, Russia where they would test a lot of um, oh. nuclear weapons, and him and another guy. It was mostly on the other guy's uh, recommendation. They there's this lake that's basically was made by the Russians testing this huge bomb in the ground. And they're like, ah, oh, let's go. And the guy's like, come on, let's just swim in it. Like that, and they swim in it. And hey, he just does this. And they, yeah, and they just do it. And it's just kind of a little, you know, it's a little muck around. But then yeah. later on, somebody takes them to like an orphanage where kids are genuinely just deformed from. <laughs> from swimming in the lake? Not from swimming in the lake, but from, from living in this area oh, and from okay. things like that. And then they go, oh. A little lake swim isn't so fun no more. Yeah, it doesn't really seem... I mean, we were being a bit cheeky before, and they all feel like a bit of a duckhead. Oh, was there like a look on their face kind of moment where they... Yeah, yeah, where they both kind of were like, uh, well, sorry about being so... Uh, they, well, they, that is, that's what it is. You, it is. It is tourism. I mean, it's, it's in the title that you are just sort of going and being like, oh, what would it be like to live in your crappy corner of the world? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back home. See ya. Yeah. You know, but, oh, I had a tough time getting here as well. Uh, you know, they don't it's a, it's a let you carry fun. on luggage. Part of it, part of dark tourism and going on to is also feeling bad. Feeling bad about the fact that you are doing We're this. We're feeling good. And you're, yeah, you're, you're feeling bad about the fact that you're going to feel good when you go home. Yeah, you can be like, oh, that was a great trip. Mm. Had a really good time. It was very exciting. I and I got horrible. to make a TV show. I got paid a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway. It's, the guy, the tickle guy. You know the tickle guy? Did you ever watch Tickle? Elmo? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back! <laughs> um, you know, I went, you're talking about this as a, as a pretty wild idea, the uranium gold fields thing. I went on a similar thing as a kid. I went to Hazelwood coal fired power plant really? on their open day. Got little show bags, got to take home bits of coal. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
Wow. That's a, a, but that's like a parody. In the of, that is that feels like a parody yeah. of a Willy Wonka situation. <laughs> I didn't like it at the time. I was just like, oh, it was an outing, a bit of a fun day with the family. My God. We went there with our family friends. There's photos in the hard house. Wait, wait, it was with the family. Yeah, we all. So it wasn't like a school out. thing. No. Where we're gonna like we're gonna learn where electricity comes from. It was a Stewart family outing. We well, let's go down to the Hazelwood power plant and get a little bag of coal for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that puts a lot in perspective. You've grown up remarkably normal, then, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. We were visiting our friends out in in Maui, and that was yeah, not too far from there. So I was looking for things to do, I guess. Wait, Hazelwood is that it's brown coal as to well? Do brown coal. Yeah, I think we got brown coal and black coal to take. Oh, was it, all was, the, it, was the brown coal a bit damp, or uh, did they pre-dry it up? I think it was pre-dried. Yeah. Wow. Because you know they have to put it. You have to. One of the reasons brown coal is, is, is a bad fuel is because it's, it's wet. It's wet, and so you have to ex- expend a lot of energy just to dry it out. Right. Mm. You know. What about clean coal? I clean didn't have coal? any at the time. They didn't have any. <laughs> right now. I think I think a lot of the places are finding it quite hard to to, to get clean the coal. To clean yeah. the coal. Because it feels yeah. like the dirt that is in the coal mm. goes all the way through the coal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That black that blackness runs deep. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the fact that it's it's what was a hundred percent carbon. It's almost like maybe 90%. Is there it's 100% of, coal. Yeah, it's 100% coal, but coal is mostly carbon, right? Right. Yeah. I, would, I would assume sure, that's sure. why the, where the black colour mm. comes from, Juju. Mm. Yeah, I imagine it's, somewhat, yeah. I mean, it'd be hydrocarbons of some kind, right? It'd be like... Oh, I guess so. You know? Oh, dense. Do you think it's like mm. sort of like a... You know, you know how you, as you get a cruder and cruder oil, it mm. gets thicker and blacker mm. and things like that, and so at some point maybe. does it just go coal? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, is it, maybe it's frozen oil. Is that what coal is? Frozen oil. Frozen oil. That makes sense. Mm. It is oil. No. Is there something in the idea of, and this is probably nothing at all, but like we were talking about um, a, a, you know, going to a restaurant of a different culture where they serve the cuisine of a different culture. Look, I'm now, as I'm saying, I'm like, well, this probably just already exists and it's boring, mm. right? But like going to a restaurant where it's the 1700s and you can order the foods of the 1700s and... Mm. Uh, you know, slop and stuff like that. Is that yeah. yeah, like bowl of slop, sort of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and warm slop, cold slop, um, uh, and yeah. I mean, I guess the the real benefit would be like getting sick and things like that. That'd be, that'd be the, the nice real part. benefit. Like yeah. we, you go, oh, this is old school sickness. <laughs> yeah. I am old school. There's sick. rats running around. Yeah, and then oh, like there's that risk of sort of. You know, like, w- at what point do rodents start nipping at mm. you? You know, like... like they got to be pretty hungry, I think. Yeah? yeah? Do you think that if we had time travel and we went back in time and people started to emigrate from periods like the 1700s, they would open up their own cultural restaurants. There'd be, like, a, a section of Melbourne where, like, a lot of people from the 1700s moved in there and now there's a lot of 1700s restaurants and you want to go there. Mm. Oh, master! Oh, yeah, I'll get you a pot of old boiled cabbage. Here you go, here you go. Yeah. You know, and you get to, you get, you know, I love their boiled cabbage. Let's go get some boiled cabbage from the 1700s district. Okay, so like, and so then like time Chinatown. will start to be a dimension of space. You see, because you will just you drive to the 1700s and it'll be called Little 1700s. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that does, or, or, or a 1700s town. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, you know, I reckon probably quite a few people from the sort of the 1800s will end up working in 1700s town. Right. But just because from our perspective... Well, that they we, all we, look the same. Yeah. We're like, oh, you're old. 
<laughs> from enough. one of those times. You've got a bonnet, you've got a ruff, you know, whatever. You know, it's weird headgear. I'm so sorry gear. that I've made that. No, well, I mean, it was what I was sort apply. of yeah, yeah. tending um, towards anyway. Yeah, but that's, but that's new school racism. Yeah, see? <laughs> they, were, they, they were a lot slower with fashion back then, weren't they? Like, it'd be, mm. talking about now, it's like 90s fashion, but back then it was the whole century had a fashion. Totally, yeah. It feels like it ebbed, like it was like continental kind of speed. Yeah. But I, mm. I guess, and, you know, which tied into the fact everyone's just so poor and you would wear clothes just for as long as they lasted, probably. Which feels like what I'm doing now, but my clothes just don't last well, that long. I think after the, the Roman Empire, like the Dark Ages or whatever, mm. one of the things that caused that is that they lost, they, every, all the countries gave up on currency yeah, again. Right. I think they like, got rid of like, coins and things like that. And so you went back to sort of a trading system, just bartering. Barter. Like, well, it's just like, I've got wheat. Can I get some thing that isn't wheat, please? <laughs> I'm so sick of eating wheat. Maybe. Have you got not wheat? Yeah, please. Like that. And so then... You, some milk. And then you could get some milk Yeah, you could, wheat. you could only pay people on your farm in wheat or whatever right. like that. You couldn't go back to paying people. But also, I guess, um, then, then all the things that are truly valuable, which are probably just foods, mm. right? They have a, a very short lifespan, so there would be no concept of, like, savings or investing or anything mm. like that. It would just be like, how can we survive another three days? Maybe Charlemagne. 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 I think Charlemagne might have brought up money back. Yeah, right. She was, that was Carla Minogue on Neighbours. Yeah. yeah. Is that what actually what her I name was? Maybe that was her name. Like her first Scott name? Scott Charlemagne. Was yeah. What is it? Scott was Jason Donovan and Charlemagne was Carla Minogue. I think. Wow. And would people call her Charlie or something? Or? Something like that. Wait, her full name was Charlemagne? Or was it Charla? Maine, because that sounds like an Aussie oh, name. Oh, maybe it was Charlemagne. Yeah, maybe it was Charlemagne. <laughs> Charla. I mean, it's funny because Charlotte does sound like a very Australian name. It does. Name. Get over here, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. But I've never met anybody called Charlotte. Oh, that's great. We should come up with is, new Australian names. Is that the dead Aussie name? Could be. The great undiscovered... Imagine if, the, <laughs> if names are like elements on the periodic table, right? And they're all out there just waiting to be discovered. And uh, we, you can detect where there's a gap on the periodic... Mm. This is when they first came up with it, when Dmitry Mendeleev came up with the first periodic table. You'd see there were gaps, and you're like, I reckon there's an element going to be there, and people would go looking for it and be like, found it, goes in there. So maybe we could come up with a periodic table of Australian mm. names, and we could identify where the gaps are, and I reckon Sharla is one of them. Mm. I'll bring that into the... It goes between Carla the... yeah. and... Uh, Sheila. Charlotte. Sure. And <laughs> Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think, Matt? I think that's great. Yeah. I'm trying. What are the classic Australian names? Barry, mm. yeah, yeah. Bruce, um, Ma, Merv, Merv, Mervin. Mm. Um, yeah, Merv's great. Suzette, <laughs> Suzette. It's <laughs> <laughs> a way to cut carrots, is it? Uh, no, 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 that's right. Julienne. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Which for is every woman's Julian. name, there's actually a way to cut carrots. <laughs> that's another one. That's well, another rule. For, for every, <laughs> but like Julienne already feels like it's. It's the female version of Julian? Yeah, right. Maybe it's just I haven't met any Juliennes. Yeah. Julian. Julian. But like, like Simon, Simone. Mm. You could Simone these carrots. Yeah. So for every female <laughs> version of a male name, there's a way to cut carrots? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Denise them this evening. Brianna. Brian. Brianna. Brianna. Yeah, I'm going to Brianna these carrots. She Brian? She Brian. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it was what you do, sort of like the superhero version of, yeah. of feminising superheroes. So you've got either you change boy or man to girl or mm. woman, or put she at the top, right? Yeah, she I'll Hulk. Um, she Brian. She Ra. What's she Ra? I think that is that like a He Man. Could be, yeah. He Man character. But maybe? then that implies it would be a male Ra. Well, which, there is I a mean, male I guess Ra, there's the god of the sun. Yeah. Or just the sun. Uh, I think it's the god of the sun. God of the sun, yeah. right. Yeah. You can put S at the end as well. Tiger, tigress. I, yes. But I, but I tigress. Mm. I tigress. <laughs> um, really yeah, I mean, that. like, uh, <laughs> Captain America-S. Yeah. Captain America-S. Um, Captain America-her? Oh, Her. America-her. You've come up with, that's a new way. In the periodic table of yes. ways to feminise superheroes. That's a new I've element. I've discovered yeah. a new element, yeah. <laughs> the what? element of disappointment. Periodic table. <laughs> so you're, are you writing down the periodic table of Australian names? Yep. Great. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'd, it's fine because none of them are actually, like they're, they're all would be from English names, right? I wonder if but there's any truly Australian names. Like, 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 like Sheila. Yeah. It does feel like, I mean, where, where? Who is calling someone Sheila in a different country? What about Matilda? Is Matilda? that only because of waltzing Matilda that it seems mm, yeah, Australian? But remember, Roald Dahl had that book Matilda and he right. was English. That's true. And therefore I Tilda have found Stockton. evidence to disprove your hypothesis. No, but, okay. but I mean, that he did write that after Australia was founded. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it might have been um, something that was brought back from the colonies. But then also there would be some actually Australian names in a lot of all the indigenous names that... Of course. That uh, existed. And so we'll, Which, I mean, are any of those being brought into the broader culture? Would that be problematic? Probably. Um, look, I don't right? know. I don't They're know not if... on the table in terms of, like, anybody can grab these names. Yeah, why but is that? I, the thing is that I wouldn't even be able to... Tell you any Tell you any names. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of place names in Australia. Right? Sure. But if you start... And, Things and like place Benalong names, and... Moorabbin. Moorabbin. But yeah. also, you know, a lot of people's names come from place names like Paris and Sydney and, mm. and uh, mm. Bendigo. Bendigo is probably an indigenous name. I don't know any Bendigo. <laughs> yeah. but Wagga. Wagga. Wagga, Wagga. Um, yeah, what, so what, yeah, maybe that's, what, how, that's the entryway in is... You go via names. geography. Because they're like no, no names. Like there are... Yeah, is, why, why would that be an issue? Why they, I mean, this, issue? Is a, this is a big question that you probably don't have an answer to, but... <sighs> but I'm glad you brought it to me, Matt. Um, this is the place to discuss it. Is, is Woolloomooloo a... I love that. Is that an name. indigenous name? I dare say it. Because it, it that's one of the funnest like things to say. And, and I think to, to, to give someone the, the, the gift of calling them that as their first mm. name or middle, middle name... Woolly, for short. That's good, Woolly. Well, is a good Woolly is yeah. a nice name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any Woo. Woolies. Hey, Woo. Woo. Because I think Woo, it's been hard to justify calling a white kid Woo up it until has, this point. But now we've but found But now that way. we've got, you know, Woolloomooloo. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, at least middle name. Sometimes, that's what sometimes if I'm, you know, just play acting with my, with my beloved and we, uh, we talk about, <laughs> you know, names that we could give children. You know, anytime something's a bit too wild, we go, all right, it could be, it could be a middle name, though. That's great, you isn't know? it? Because, I mean, even this, like, Mark... Woolamaloo Smith. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
the, the name the name is a the middle name is a lot like a little Easter egg, isn't it? Mm. Like because it's you, you might not discover it in somebody's name until years after you met them. You're like, oh, and here's a little bit of spice. I've had a secret extra name that you haven't known about this entire time. Yeah. My, it's been there. My cousin's middle name. So he, his uh, his mum was born a sugar, but she married into another family. Changed her name, so her first son. This already sounds like something from some ancient. Tale. It is. I mean, she it... was born a Stuart, and yet she married into another. I mean, man. It, well, yeah, it is. I guess it was a different. This is like before, you know, this was in the sixties or seventies. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, a very time. different time. Uh, but so she named her first kid Stuart, middle name Masherini, which was her mother's maiden name. Masherini. Masherini. Masher. That's maybe the yeah Masher. Oh, so good. <laughs> but oh, that's, I mean. Uh, like, that's one of those ones where today, I reckon, the couple getting married would look at the two names and be like, well, we're not getting rid of Masherini. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're ditching the Stuart. Yeah, we'll take... totally. I could have been a Masherini. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have had to always tell people that I'm one-eighth Swiss Italian. They just would have known it. <laughs> <laughs> you are one-eighth Swiss Italian. Yeah. Well, so there you go. If my yeah. name was Masherini, you wouldn't be questioning it. No, I wouldn't yeah. be questioning it. I, mean... I would be... I'd be constantly calling you my Swiss Italian friend. <laughs> my one-eighth Swiss Italian friend. My, my one-eighth Swiss Italian friend, Matt Stewart Mascherini. Actually, no, it's not one, it's one quarter, isn't it? Because you've got four grandparents. Yeah. yeah. I've been underselling it. Yeah. My God. I mean, unless that grandparent is We've only half. We've just discovered another half. eighth. Right. But maybe I'm, I'm saying I'm one-eighth Swiss, one-eighth Italian. Sure. Then that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or a quarter Swiss Italian. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to bring brevity into it. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I, love, I love the idea brevity? of just... Brevity. Brevity. Am I saying that, that right? Brevity. Beautiful name for a girl. <laughs> Brev for short. <laughs> or for brief. Yeah, brief for short. Brevity. Well, brief, brief for, for short. short. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a weird, like, a literary stripper name. Brevity. Brevity. <laughs> Brevity, she's only out there for a couple of seconds. Yeah. She just wears one sort of a, a one piece, rips it off, and walks. Those sort of walks old school basketball pants with the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Like good. Brevity, yeah. I've been brevity. <laughs> good night. Yeah. Or they're also they could be um, they could be like four foot tall. Yeah. You think it'll be? Is that mean? I mean, you got to really pick it early when you're naming a baby that you think they're going to be really short. Feels like though brevity doesn't to me imply a short child. Mm. It implies to me one who is, is very sort of lacking in in, in depth. You right. know, between the the front and the back, there's only a couple mm. of inches. Because yeah. when I think of a brief person, I think of somebody who, when walking past, would pass you very quickly. Oh, yeah, a flat brevity. Person. I see. Well, when I think of brevity with with regards to a person, I think about how fast they would go by uh, on a sort of a water slide. <laughs> and so that's, I think, more of length like that of, from head to toe. I right. think of sort of life expectancy. So I'm thinking more like a rock and roller. Yeah. You know, someone who might join the 27 yeah. Club. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or I think of sort of a troubled teen. Um, yeah. Child actor. Child actor. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we've we've gotten to a point where we're um, we've we've come to a ground we've ground to a halt, but we've got a few ideas. But I think we we need to continue. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, let's grind to a start again. Yeah, let's grind to it. <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, what about like using knives as a way of moving faster? You know, let's say if you were on a mm. sitting on a skateboard because you didn't have any legs. Yes. Like that. 
knives would be a great way, like let's say... Stabbing into the ground. Stabbing into the ground, sort of like ski poles. Well, it's, it's, a, it's what you're describing, really. I think if you were to develop this technology, mm. you'd wind up basically with the ice pick, right? Because the ice pick is basically a knife hammer that mm. you use for climbing ice. But I think you could use that for sort of horizontal transport mm. if you were riding around on a skateboard. No legs. You got your knife picks, your, your ice picks, your chink, 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 mm. chink, 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 chink. And then I think you could probably really easily go from horizontal to just ice picking up a wall, you know? On your skateboard. On your skateboard. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I think if you've got a low centre of gravity like that, you're strapped to that skateboard, you've got so much strength in your upper arms. I don't think mm. you'd even notice when you were going vertically. You know, yeah. you just go straight I mean, up. Would the wheels still connect into the, the upright of the, the skateboard? The wheels connect into the upright of <laughs> the skateboard. The or you just, uh, the skateboard <laughs> now just hanging. No, the, the wheel, the skateboard is strapped to your, to your stump yes. at, at the bottom of you there. So when you're going up, you're, you're still rolling up the wall. You're rolling up the wall, yeah, right. Yeah. See, I think this would be a great thing. So let, let's say something happens where uh, most of the people in the city, country you're living in, mm. kind of get wiped out via something. Sure. Some kind of violent explosion. Maybe it's a leg like disease. Eh? Is it a leg disease that takes out all our legs? Well, I feel maybe. It could be a leg disease. Sure. And so then somehow, some way, uh, once it's destroyed your legs, you actually are one of the few people who survive. Yeah. Right? And now what would be great is that there'll be dead bodies everywhere. That will be great. Yeah, okay. Yes. And so you've devised this thing. You've got yourself some, uh, some ice picks, right? And suddenly, uh, all these dead bodies everywhere. Obviously, that's going to stink. But it means that lots of rodents are going to have lots of food. Mm, they'll to, probably grow real big. They'll probably grow really big, and there'll be lots of food around, and so they'll breed very quickly. So within about a month or two months, there are going to be rodents everywhere, which is perfect for you. If you can survive that month, mm. suddenly you're on rolling, and there's rodents running all the way around. You know, they now own this place. And you've got these ice picks. That's the perfect thing for picking off rodents <laughs> so that you can make something for you to eat. And so now you're, per you're, you're in the perfect mm. ecosystem for survival because you you've got dead bodies, which are you know perfect meat meal yeah. for, for the things that you want to eat that are all around you as well now. now. And that stops you having to directly eat the dead bodies. Exactly. Mm. But you that, sort that is of an important you, like one <laughs> degree of separation from eating the dead bodies. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Like you, you can justify you're, that. You're in this situation... Corpses everywhere. You, you want to eat the corpses, but you feel bad about it. You just get, you just got to hold on long enough until something starts to live off the corpses, and then you eat that. Yeah. You thrive on the rats or the vultures. And then the other skateboard people who are left, mm. who did survive, right? All these people who have the same weird gene mutation that stops the the, the leg disease from killing you completely, and yeah. just stops when you. Uh, they're on their skateboards with their ice picks, but they judge the people who only eat the rats and don't eat the corpses mm. as well. And that's sort of the way that people judge vegans. Yeah. You know? So now we, you know, people judge vegans. They're like, oh, you, you, oh, you think you're so, you, you're so much better than us. And oh, you, you don't eat the corpses, huh? Oh, oh, how do you know somebody only eats rats and not the corpses <laughs> that are rotting around us? Well, they'll tell you. Oh, don't worry. They'll tell you. Um, I love it. I love this new future. It's, great. it's a great dystopia you've come up with here. I like... As well, I think that we would try and install little curved ramps at the bottom of every right angle surface, like on the edge of a building. 
so there's just a little curved ramp there so that it, when you are ice picking along, so there's too many rats, right? You can just ice pick up the edge of the building. You know, you, you mm. run your little thing up there and you go up and you go up to safety and you sit on a ledge mm. and you eat your rats yeah. and then you go back down again. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty fun. Maybe there could be a fire on the top of each uh, ledge like that. Yeah, where you can cook your rats. Yeah. Yeah, you keep the fires burning. Yeah, and then cooks the rats. I haven't, I haven't seen this world depicted in popular culture, and it's hard to come up with new ones like this. Yeah, this one's well, it's good. a bit post-apocalyptic. i got to admit, it's a little bit... Um, but it's not apocalypse. It's not the apocalypse, it's just a leg disease. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so don't... Yeah, stop it. Have, stop. You, have you eaten rat before? Uh, not before, no. But no, you, you? I, no, I haven't. I haven't eaten rat. You would have eaten rat before, Al. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've eaten a little bit of rat. What's it like? Uh, it's like mouse. Yeah. It's not that dissimilar to mouse, okay. really. Um, but a bit more of a sort of a, ma a full. Yeah, it's a fuller body. flavor because I think they kind of get into sort of chemicals and stuff like that and they don't mind that. So, so there's, yeah, there's sort of it's richer and it's. I reckon that would be a really full flavor eating rat. Mm. Like, because you would get everything in there. Yeah. Be yeah. densely flavored. Mm. But then there'd also be that weird part where when you open it up, all its organs are in the same order and sort of same placement as the human organs as well. And then you'd be like, oh, this is a bit off. At least I'm not eating the dead, the bodies of the, my dead peers. But yeah, those organs would be filled with human organs. That's true. Yeah. But that separation, yeah. that separation Again, is key. That's yeah. all you need. Um, yeah. And I'm really, I'm really picturing the neighborhood that I live in when I'm picturing oh, this sure. place. Oh, sure. I like, was picturing just the street outside the studio. Well, I mean, that's also a neighborhood. I was picturing New York City. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I see, that's good, yeah, yeah. But also then you would, suddenly it was also would be a great, you know, sketch for, um, to teach people about the importance of accessibility. Right. You know, because at the moment people don't see it all the time, you know, mm. unless you're sort of really... Uh, getting in touch with, um, you know, what disability advocates and stuff like that are talking about, you're not really, you know, as aware of how, how, much, a, how much a step yes. uh, causes problems for a person on a skateboard that doesn't have any legs and can't ollie, you know? Right. Um, and so I think, but also the steps, we will definitely be able to wear away at them with our ice picks. Yeah, we're chipping. You know, because you could just go, ah, the footpath, just go, that's how, why, why we won't be angry about what everything that's happened is because we'll be getting a lot of our anger out on the sort of the ledges. On the steps. Yeah. I mean, we'll be angry. God, we'll be angry at every ledge. But the rest of the time. But yeah. not at our peers. Not at our peers, no. Except Even for when we take a long walk off a short one of them. Mm. A brief brevity. <laughs> brevity, she's a short peer. Um. <laughs> brevity short, that's her name. Brevity short. Mm. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I brought us back to brevity short. No, that's okay. Do we have three words from a? Oh, uh, uh, look, I think a, I just, a, a I just want, I just want one more before oh, we you. You always hold off, don't you? Yeah, Matt, you never let me get there. You know how you have a beard on your face. Yeah. Have you ever thought of having having a beard in a different part of your body? Mid back beard. Like yeah, either mid back or or belly, like a belly beard. Is there ways of growing a belly beard? Uh, I guess the transplanting technology seems to have come on. But do you think that if you just is shaved? really interesting, right? Mm. Like we do hair transplants exclusively onto the areas where hair already grows. Yeah. Right. Mm. We take it from there and we put it up on the top of the head where you were like you, you're balding. But you could use that. You could put that hair from anywhere to anywhere. Yeah, you assume so, right? That's got to yeah. be a matter of time. You could put it on your shoulders. Your shoulders, right. beautiful. <laughs> you know, sort of mane hanging down oh. like that. 
Yeah. You know? A mane, be... like a lion's mane. Yeah. That'd be so good. Like just growing downward on mm. each side, like your shoulder is the top of a waterfall. Or like yeah. a baboon. You know those yeah. baboons with those great manes? I think, yeah, because you'd, you'd sort of be wearing, it'd be like an ethical fur coat. Mm. No, they wear, mm. they used yeah. to, I know, you don't see them around as much anymore, but those, like a real elaborate fur coat, so yeah. you can grow your own. Yeah, or you could, what, if, what about this, you got hair all sort of just in a strip down the underside of your arm, so it was like the tassels on those old cowboy shirt, oh, cowboy yeah. shirts, but you could get them, and they have hair, and you have them even when you're nude, you don't need the cowboy shirts. That's so, cool. It's a great alternative to tattoos, because people are doing uh, tattoos absolutely. all over their arms, but nobody's doing beautiful strips of full hair. Mm. Like they'll be big at first, like summer music festivals. Yes. They're, they're mm. going topless there, just getting the, getting the, the you know, the hair tassels Absolutely. out. Mm. But eventually, obviously, fashion comes from the music festivals yes. into the mainstream. Yes. Yeah, people will get a full sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you could yeah. Get your eyebrows, um, like, replaced with, like, face hair, ah. right? And then you have sort of basically mm. just a curtain of hair, uh, you know, with head hair, but where your eyebrows are, a curtain of hair that just hangs down in front of your eyes. And then you could sort of pull them back like little curtains, right? Have a little, little ponytail. Know, little ponytail put, or put something. Them to the off side. to the one side. Yeah, yeah. side ponytail. You could also go with more horse sort of horse face hair. Oh, yeah. just hair, short. And just like work them out like a brim of a hat. Yeah. So they'd stand out <laughs> thick. Mm. Sort of uh, really horizontally and just yeah. keep the water out of your eyes. Get a brim, get a real brim going. Yeah, they'd be Eye big brims. for like tennis players and stuff like that. Huge. Yeah. 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 Well, what about just like a like a long sort of mane of hair that sort of covers the buttock? Oh, that's you know, nice. like that, like so that you know, like just like a beautiful, flap. like you know, like a like a <laughs> like a Christian woman's like long Christian mm. a Christian woman's <laughs> yeah, like we're long, talking like the exclusive locks, you know, like hair that goes from top. To like yeah. her knees. Is that a Christian thing? I think it, you know the sad thing is like it's it's. I think it, you need to have weird beliefs okay. in order to want, feel like hair is important. So if you say God gave me this hair, I'm not going to cut it off. Yeah, I'm not going to mm. cut it. And, and that's the like, Samson. Me and my family spent hours brushing each other's hair every yeah. morning, kind of thing. Because I grew up Christian. Yeah. And I don't but, remember any of this. You don't remember like any sort of like very. Um, you know, sort of very like, what's the opposite of like, floozy? Um, um, prude, prudy? Chaste. Prude, yeah, chaste, like a very kind of chasty woman, very kind of proper, but like, but then just got that little like crazy glint in their eye, like, I really believe in Christianity. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And they wear a headband, sort of a blue headband around like that. And then, then just down. a long bit of hair at the back there. So, so like that, beautifully brushed, but just covers the buttock for for um, not humility. What's the other one? The uh, for like for modesty. Modesty. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I think yeah. um, I love it that we're in this scenario. You're not wearing any pants, but you still <laughs> want to be modest. Yeah, and so you grow hair over your butt. Well, this is for you the can... times where you're not wearing pants in the shower. Of course, yeah. there are times. Maybe getting changed. You know, there's mm. those moments. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And God is always watching. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he? And if he sees your bum, he should be. Or she. Or she. They're going to be horrified. Yes. You obviously grew up in quite a mainstream Christianity, though, I think. Catholicism. Like yeah, there you go. That's one of the mainstreams. You, you, didn't, you weren't in one of the... I think Al is referring to like a little sect or a cult or a division. Yeah, you know, Catholicism a is a big cult. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. guess. This is like one of the little ones where they're like, uh, yeah. well, we can 
we there are enough people here for us to keep an eye on everybody's hair. Right. Yeah, like the Catholicism is sort of like the Dave Hughes or the Jerry Seinfeld of, of sort of Christianity sects. Right. You know, it's kind of like it really popped at some point. What is your what? What can't? Who? Are you, who's your comedian equivalent of this sect you're talking about? This sect, I guess, I was. It's kind of like a Paul F. Tompkins or something like right. that. You know, like sure. like pretty big in that it's around the world, it's international, but you know, it's it's distinct in how different it is, yeah. and it, you know, and it and it probably makes an effort to be different from what this mainstream thing, these things that have popped. That's why he's got a moustache. That's why he's got a moustache. yeah, he cares about hair, and he dresses in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know if he's doing that as much anymore. You reckon he is? Oh, he used to be a real clothes horse, that yeah. guy. <laughs> he used to be a real clothes horse. Real fancy man. It's yeah. weird because he played a dog on a show about horses. So. Is that ironic? Yeah, that is ironic. Yeah. yeah. You're getting there, Matt. You're getting your head around already. <laughs> I'm it's been a long journey. Yeah, I know. You're starting to finally get it, I think. Because I was put off on the wrong track by Alanis Morissette in the nineties. Yeah. I think a and lot it's been of a long people, pathway back. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, I think you've been you've put yourself on a few wrong tracks. I tell you what, it's a very it's it's very much like a like the Amazon River here and the mm. you you get lost on a lot of streams along the way. <laughs> Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, it's uh, what, what's that? What's that book where it's uh, set in on uh, the Amazon and is it set on the Amazon? Um, Heart of Darkness is that? Is that no, set on that's the Congo. That's Heart the of Darkness Congo? is in the Congo. It's probably the. What river? But is that, that the be? Nile? Not the Nile. No, it might be the Zambezi. Could it be the Zambezi? It could be. I don't know. You're on the Zambezi and you're getting stuck in little creeks, things yeah. like that. It's probably an anaconda. What? I think that anaconda is There's like you then saying that yeah. thing about the dog that was an anaconda eating you. Okay. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> in this uh, choose your own adventure, you just yeah, died. I'm back to the start. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so maybe let, should we just try to get Matt to understand irony straight away? I don't really 100% understand it, but I would say it's something that is counter to uh, its intended purpose. Right. Right. Or or where its intended purpose is concealed behind. Um, an appearance of the opposite, right? Like when you... Oh, that makes it clear. Something is <laughs> like, you know, it's, 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 it's set in some... Um, it's, a, it's a book, right? It's a novella, right? right? It's set in some town where everyone's having a really bad time, right? But it's called The Comedians, right? And it's about... Th that's ironic, you know? It's not good. People aren't actually happy. It's not a funny world. But we call them comedians, you know, it's like the Joker in uh, in Batman. You know, we call him the Joker, but it's not really funny. It's actually quite bad what yeah. he's doing. Right. And that's ironic. He's ironically named. Yeah. But he does like to joke. That's true. Okay, bad example. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um. But my example, see, was ironic. Right. So now so you know. I think that's cleared things up for you. <laughs> now we've got three words from a listener. All right, so these three words today. Matt, do you know about this? About how we have a pay Patreon yeah. supporters and the people who give us $3 or more 
uh, can can give in inspire three words sketch. and inspire a sketch. Uh, and this is from Chris Gibson. Chris. From, from Galleon Studios. Oh, Galleon Studios. Big supporters of ours on, uh, on Twitter. Huge. 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 And it seems to me like they do sort of maybe similar stuff to what Stupid Old Studios does, but somewhere in the UK, maybe in Scotland. In the United Kingdom, I believe. Yeah. I don't, I'm not 100% I mean, sure. When, when, at the time at which we're recording, it's the United Kingdom. But by the time this comes out That's later right. in the day, could have been a hard Brexit and the kingdom could have totally broken up. Absolutely. We don't wow. know. So sorry if this is out of date. Yeah, sorry about that whole... Sorry um, if you're now part of the federated stut state of micro-Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the that's where yeah. they're gonna go if yeah, they break yeah. away. <laughs> Not just Scotland. And I just want <laughs> to be silly. I just, I just want to clarify for any uh, <laughs> any Scottish people who do listen. Uh, apparently, we do comment a lot on the harshness of the Scottish well, accent. I think "we" is a strong word. No, no, "we." It's it's us, and it's not just me <laughs> who constantly. I am genuinely just so interested in the Scottish accent and how ancient it sounds. Mm. And when I say harsh. I do mean harsh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Alistair, you're not managing, you're not dealing but, with this well. I know, I know, but, but I mean, like, but I think it's a thing of absolute beauty and it is, a, it is an artifact and one of the greatest living, uh, existing things from, mm. from uh, you know, from history, you European were, history. You were born show. in Scotland. And I was born in Aberdeen. So, so like, I, can, I can say that. You can say yeah. that. Even though. So it's like some old tree that's been around for a thousand years. You're, you marvel at its... It's girth and the fact that it's managed to survive this long. That's right. Yeah. Man, you know, despite, I think it's, but I still think it's incredible. I yeah. think it's one of the most amazing Even though you to... marvel at it, you still think it's incredible. Yeah, yeah you're right. Thanks for clarifying. Right. No. But it's also, it's not that, it's not that hardy as it is harsh, right? Because it's lasted a long time in Scotland. But my family, the Stuarts, came from Scotland only 160 years ago. Don't you mean the, the Mascherinis? Well, they, no, well, they, the Mascherinis came from Swiss Italy, or the of border right. of Switzerland and Italy. But the Stuarts, they came from Perthshire in Scotland. And that was only 160 years ago. I'm, I don't have that at all anymore. I've lost the accent. The accent's it's gone. gone. Almost yeah. entirely. A, a mere 160 years yeah, later. That's all it takes. Yeah. So Not much true, of an yeah. accent. If you think about so it like it's not, that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's not all that long lasting. Yeah. It's sort of it, it sort of lasts like one generation of a person. Yeah. Like um, even maybe like six months or something like that. I don't know. Are there any accents that you would then consider to be something like like a sort of an invasive species like a cane toad where just a couple of words in a particular accent get dropped into the language uh. in Brisbane and then before you know it, everyone across the, you know, uh, I think that the entire north of Australia is talking sort of like in a Yorkshire accent or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think there is a little bit of that when you do have actually like Scottish people or English people or Irish people around other people. Mm. Um, they, they, pe everybody wants to go, Ooh, <laughs> now I'm talking like this. That was a mixture of all three accents. Oh, if wow. you're wondering why. That, that was beautiful. Um, you, well, are you going to so be passing on your Canadian accent? To my to, son? To your next gen? He's already, he's three and a half and he already corrects me on some of my pronunciation of things. Wow. Uh, no, Daddy, it's not. No, it's <laughs> What's your son's accent? Eh? Uh, no, Daddy. And he does have a little bit of Canadian in there, but yeah. he's losing it. But also, like, his, the people that he goes to daycare with, like the teachers there, are so multicultural. And so it's, not, it's, it's like none of them have a traditional, maybe like one has a traditional Australian accent. So somehow he's picking up an Australian accent without, you know, without spending yeah. time 
with almost any. You do a great Australian accent. Maybe that's why. Sometimes I do play. Absolutely. Good day, mate. Aioti, come over here, mate. I'll just fairly. I'll rough you up. I'm thinking of raising my child in character. Yeah. As a as a character. All right. So Chris Gibson's Chris, who assures me that he is a man. Okay. Yeah, I know. Did you seek that assurance? No, because I think. His full name is Kristen. Right. And so he was like, but I am a man! <laughs> and, and I think that was, a, that was a very, you know, I that appreciate it. sounds like that. an impassioned speech. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, when people only see it written down, mm. they go, please. And especially a podcast like miss- ours, which is so desperate for female listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but we are happy to have listeners with female names. Oh my God, yeah. 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 I mean, that's good enough for me. That still <laughs> shows up in the statistics as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, um, three words from Chris Gibson. Are you ready for this? Tornado. Mm. Grenade. Yes. Circus. Oh. They all I mean, feel it, in the same world to me. It's, it does. It, it feels like already it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Well, yeah. it already feels like it's, it's a show. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's all well, very I mean, circular. This, yeah. uh, this I have never seen, right? But the idea of a, a tornado... Which, you know, tearing across, it must have happened. You know, we've seen the movie Twister. Tornado tearing across the Midwest, right? Goes over a farm, picks up a bunch of cows, right? But what's to stop a tornado mm-hmm. from going across like a munitions factory? Yeah, Halliburton. Right? Halliburton, exactly. The, the Twister is headed directly for Halliburton. What does it do? It picks up a whole lot of missiles and mm-hmm. grenades and. And then know, starts unpinning it? the grenades. Well, I mean, it's bound to happen. They're spinning around yeah. enough. Those pins mm-hmm. are coming out, right? And then now this weaponized tornado <laughs> is heading towards Los Angeles, say. Now, mm-hmm. if you haven't already called Dwayne The Rock Johnson, what are you doing? Get yeah. him on the line. Yeah, this on. is, this is, you know. And Dwayne is obviously, he's the conductor in a circus. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's currently whipping a lion. Yeah, he'd be he'd be playing. He, he's playing a ringleader, and he's used to things going around and round in circles. See, mm-hmm. this is this is exactly like in um, now Armageddon, where Bruce Willis he's got his team of people who are good at drilling or whatever. Am I yeah. thinking of the right film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or am I thinking of something else? See, and so that's why we've got to put the people who are good at drilling in space, not get people who are good at. Um, going into space, because no. apparently it's harder to teach somebody to drill than it is to teach somebody to go into space. Mm. And so we've got um, Dwayne. He's already got the skills of controlling things that are going around in circles. That's right. And so he knows it for d- dangerous things so, like some, lions. Yeah. So somebody calls him up, and he st- and he and he goes, "I'll be right there," like that. And he's standing on the back of two horses like yeah. that, <laughs> and he's whipping them, and he's riding out towards Straight the twister. Out. Yeah. I think now, in the in the uh, the preview clip, mm. it would all come, you know, it would go whoosh and they'd go to blackness. Oh, and then it would come clip off. Exactly that sound you made just there. It would come back up and he'd be standing, like it'd be a wide shot. He's in the center of it, real small in the center mm. middle, mm. center middle, bottom of the screen. Mm. And the weaponized tornado is coming at him and he's just poking at it with a chair. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes whoosh, and it comes back down, coming soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Him, I'd say this movie. Yeah. And yeah, so it's called like torn, tornado, tor, tor, mm. weapon tornado. <laughs> weapon tornado. Weapon tornado. <laughs> I mean, you can't fuck around with titles these days. Weapon tornado, circus, <laughs> as ringleader versus it, ringleader. I tell you what, it's called Warnado. Oh, yeah. Warnado. Yes. Yeah. Right. And um, they tried to get someone who was really good with weapons to deal with a tornado. 
but because things were going around and round, they got dizzy, right? And much in the Armageddon principle, then they had to get kicked out and they had to get somebody who was already good at dealing with things going round without getting dizzy, mm. Dwayne. They first went to, uh, to like, children in a preschool yeah. who were spinning in circles, <laughs> sure. but they found that they... They blew just, up too easily. <laughs> they blew up too easily. <laughs> the tornado sucked them all in. They lost a lot of kids yeah. lot and of wasted kids. a couple well, of days. Well, they're all now they're in the tornado. <laughs> yeah. so now they're, now they're pulling kids. out pins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They're part of the problem. Mm. I wonder how long you could just be floating in that tornado. Warnado, um, thank sorry, you. Sorry, Warnado. Um, like, you know, getting picked up, like I understand that will be scary. Yeah. But there must be a point where you're flying and you're like, this is, this is cool. Mm. This is cool. I am, mm. wow. Is there any way that has science found a way to be in a tornado and control where it goes? Because you might be like, I'm hungry. Could we <laughs> sweep past, you know, like a mm. McDonald's or something? Now, I would say that in Warnado, they would absolutely work this out, right? Because what is it? It's about flow of air pressure and that sort of thing. So all you'd need to do is somehow create like a low pressure system here, maybe using, you know, they always do it by blowing something up or right, whatever. And, that, and this tornado and could do that. the tornado <laughs> across over there and then over here and we're like we're able to now manipulate it. Could he just have like a big plate? Could he like, you know, yeah, like he's like, got like a giant right. novelty plate <laughs> that he had for like a, like a sort of a plate spinning thing and he lays on the back of it in the middle of the tornado and he can shift the way the wind goes and so he can like tilt oh, he can flow, tilt yeah, tilt the flow sure. of the air and make it go left by tilting right and he could mm. make it go right by tilting left and so now he steers the weaponized tornado tornado directly into like the enemy there's also an enemy oh yeah this. right right um, it's also it's a like tornado godzilla when, we, when godzilla works for us right you know? Right. Yeah. It's some yeah. rogue state, probably. Probably North some Korea. terrorists. North some Korea have terrorists. come up with their own tornado. Sure. Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, Hawaii, they're a rogue state. <laughs> Maybe by yeah. then. Yeah. I guess they're, yeah, they are a state quite a they are ways actually a away. State. Yeah, or, you know, Wisconsin or something like that. Oh, you know, that'd be cool if it was one of the middle states. Yeah. What if in Tornado Alley. Somehow, because you know how tornadoes go different directions in the north and northern and southern hemisphere, maybe the way that they realise they can destroy this tornado is by crashing it into a tornado from the other hemisphere. Oh. An equal so he has and to opposite drive tornado. it across, you know, um, the Mexican border or something. Mm. And, uh, and that's Jean-Claude Van Damme's flying that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they can get them to meet up together. They smash together and they... They, and then the tornadoes dissipate and the guys grab each other and yeah. hug each other. And then they, they try and spin down. It was this old move that they used to do mm. in the circus. Oh, they used to work together in the circus they used to and work then one of them the went circus. to Mexico. And, and they had this move where they would spin, like, you know those helicopter leaves that fall from maple trees? Yes. They go... Everyone, there was always something like that. It's like that. And then they go, or maybe they're both wearing squirrel suits, like that. And then they lower themselves down like a like a sort of helicopter propeller and sort of go And they land. And they land, it was beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah, and people cheer. And then they, cheer. they kiss. And then they kiss. They land back in the big top as well. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, or on the, on the top of the, on top of the, ah, of the tent. Of course. And then they kind of start sliding off and go, oh, 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 like that. And then, and then, and then uh, the gone. young apprentice has like one of the safety nets. He goes, gotcha chief. Yeah. <laughs> And then maybe an elephant grabs the other one? Yes, Van Damme. And that mm. elephant makes a sound like this. <laughs> I can't believe we just wrote an entire film. That was really easy. Yeah. Warnado. Uh, Warnado. <laughs> I really think it would be big. Snakes on a plane, big, I reckon. Yeah. 
tornado on a plane. Yeah, oh, <gasps> already got the sequel. Tornado in a plane, <laughs> you know, you've already got tornado out of a plane, you've seen well, that. I think there will be planes in this tornado, by the way. I think they will have, it will have picked up some fighter jets and that sort of thing. They'll be whipping course, around think, in there. If you're whipping over Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really happy with that, everybody. All Great right, well, work. Great then, work. Well, then Great I'll, just, I'll just run us through the sketch ideas. Please. We've got ye old uranium uh, mine or uranium town. Mm. You know, back where you go there and you kind of relive what it would be like to work in the times when they mined uranium. Or well, maybe maybe it's asbestos. Sorry to change the idea, well, but I mean, like look at asbestos, it. like we because people are nostalgic for a time before we knew asbestos was bad for you. Mm. So you go there and they've got stuff that is a lot like asbestos, mm. but isn't toxic, or at least as far as we're aware, right, at, at this point. But now you can go back, because people used to say that kids would just throw it around, it was like fluffy stuff that was fun to play with, and you would dance around the asbestos. It sounds like such a Dance around <laughs> the asbestos. I think maybe when we lost asbestos, white people lost their whole entire culture. Yeah, that was the only thing that you know, brought us together. We were, that was our connection to the land. Mm. I think, there, I think white asbestos is one of the kinds of asbestos. There's blue and there's white, I believe. Mm. Um, and they're both bad. I think blue might be worse. Anyway, that was just, a, just an option. Great. Well, I mean, I'm looking really into it. Mm. It was the asbest of times. It was the asbest of times. This is going to sound asbestos. Oh, yeah, I never thought it's got the word best in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ironic. Matt, write that down. Okay. I'm not that down. <laughs> you don't have a pen. Approved. No, yeah, well, you're just, you're just sort of pretending to do it on your hand. Well, that's ironic. Yeah. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I think that could be ironic. Well, I think that's closer than the dog horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we've got... Do you, do you, you, but you know I'm being ironic when I'm saying I don't understand irony. No, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure you are. <laughs> because if you don't understand irony, how would you know if you are being ironic yeah. if you didn't understand so irony? That's like, the irony. Yeah. Uh, right. No. That's not ironic. <laughs> oh, it's that like 10,000 spoons and all I need is a knife. That, yeah, that feels It's classic. like 10,000 spoons and all I need is a working understanding of irony. <laughs> uh, I've got 1700s town, which is a part of, of the, you know, the city mm. where um, time, travelers time have... travelers have kind of congregated and they mm. make their boiled cabbage and they're sort of, mm. oh, here's where you can come and, and we'll... we'll Injure your toe, and you can mm, get that. Get toe our to ancient medicines. Get, yeah, or like, or like, get like a, an old, an old style wound that kind of, mm. you know, gets festers, leachings, yeah. eh? leachings. Leachings. You can probably get leachings. You can probably get whipped. Maybe you could get. Maybe that there's even a king of that place, of that town. Great. You know. Yeah. Somebody who kind of controls everything and can have sex oh. with your wife or husband. <laughs> if you want, that's one of your options. You can go there. That's part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then we have the periodic table of Aussie names. So if we start making out the periodic table, we can see where the gaps are. Sharla. Sharla. That's a good, strong one. Do you think that's the mm. hydrogen of the Aussie yeah. name? Of a, yeah? What do you think? I think so. Marling? What about well, Marling? What was significant about hydrogen being discovered? Well, that's the, that's the number one, because it's the simplest one. Right. So but it's still hard to discover because it's so reactive that it's always in a, co a compound. Yeah. So we had to extract it from... Um, Water probably to find yeah. it. So and hydrogen has got one proton yes. and one electron. Yes. Does it have a neutron? Uh, different um, like uh, deuterium and tritium are different um, isotopes of hydrogen, which have still one proton but can have one or two neutrons. Mm -hmm. I believe. Right. Slightly different versions. And, and then, so that's like Charla. See? Yeah. See how that's like Charla? Yeah. 
Because you can have Charla with different spellings. It can have one A or two A's. Yeah. You could do it with an S. You could do it with a C. Yeah. Different isotopes of the same name. You could do with R without R. Maybe one with an H. Charla. Maybe two H's. Maybe one double H and then no H at the other one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then we got, uh, this is another periodic table of ways to do feminine superhero names. That was, I mean, that was a, just a throwaway oh, comment, right. but I thought that that's a good way, you know, we could think of new ways of getting, and I think by doing that, we could also find ways of doing more sort of um, male superhero names. Like, what about the idea of He, She, Hulk? Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm. She-Hulk man. He, she, he mm. She-Hulk, I would love to read that as a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a male version of She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's not He slash She-Hulk, is it? No, I... He slash She? No. This no. Is, so it's not an ambiguous no, non-binary no, 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 Hulk. No, no, no. It's He dash She-Hulk. Yeah, dash not slash. He dash. said, she said Hulk. Um. <laughs> That's where... Uh, when there's an argument, when there's something going wrong, uh, this he sh he said she said Hulk is able to see the the, the arguments truth. on both sides yep. uh, and gets really ambivalent about the situation. There was something really funny that Jack Drew sent to me, and it's exactly the kind of joke I love. It was something about like white blackula, <laughs> like like some white version of blackula. And I go, that's, that's absolutely right up my alley. It's exactly what I want. Just in a way, it's a kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. If, if we've learned anything today, by the way, in the periodic table of Australian names, yeah. all the different columns re represent different sounds, right, that, they, that the names can start with. And I reckon there's a whole column of shh ones. Yeah. So like Sheila yeah. and Charla and Charlene and, you know, Shazza, they're all in the same column. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the next one, and that's men's names that start with B, yeah. like Barry and Bruce. Brian. And Brian. Brian yeah. Brown. <laughs> Brian Brown. That's, a full, that's one word. Yeah, Brian Brown Smith. Yeah. Um, then we've got, obviously, skateboard rat existence, which is mm. where the, um, you know, the, the, leg, the leg disease has killed a lot of most people, except for some people who have a gene mutation, which allows mm. them to survive. And then they, they yeah, all get on like... skateboards. And then they use the, the, the meat hooks. What are they called? Ice Ask picks. Me. Ice picks to sort of drag themselves around. Mm. I, I picture them actually standing up, sort of, you know, on their sort of... Oh, for sure, me their, too. Rather than laying down. But yeah, I think no, no, some no, no. people could lay down if they want. But I sure. think you want to get your face away from the rats mm. and lift that up off the ground. You learn that day one. Day, day one, yeah. It, it makes more sense to kind of lay on it and kind of paddle like you're going out to, for a surf. You know, bodyboarding. Yeah, whatever. bodyboarding or something like that. But you realise you've got to get your face away from the rats because they're so used to nipping it at faces, faces. that yeah. now you can't afford to get your face down there. <clears throat> anyway, and then you eat the rats and not the, not the things, but then there's a split between the people who eat the rats and mm -hmm. those who eat the, the, the human decaying bodies. And it's a satirical statement about um, veganism. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly about veganism and accessibility. And then we've got hair transplants, and that's obviously allowing just finally moving hair transplants around. So it's the first company. feels like something we might have already come up with on the podcast once, but I feel like it was exciting enough to me today yeah. that it feels new as well. Well, we can find out from a listener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you but, know who you are. Yeah, I feel like I probably have covered the butt with something before. but Oh, yeah, you're always covering the butt. Um, you feel a deep shame about your butt. No, I don't feel shame, actually, about it, but... 
but I don't show it to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's just for you. Yeah. yeah, it's just for me. It's my little butt. <laughs> this one's just for me. <laughs> just for my, you're my little butt. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then there's the last one, which is uh, Warnado, which is obviously an action film that we should totally start be. We should be writing action films. Mm. I don't know why They're we're fun. Not. Yeah. So They're fun. fun. Anything goes. Anything. No idea is too dumb. And, and, and it feels like it's now so possible. Like CGI is at the point where you basically just say the name of a film and a computer makes all the graphics yeah. for you. Exactly. Using, you know, voice recognition and then some templates. I like, think you can yeah. do it with a Google Home. <laughs> Google Home, ripe Fornado. <laughs> and then it's just like a... Thornado. Yeah, and it's like the in the he makes a spin-off of Thor where he's also, you know, he's like... He's he's it's gonna happen. he's fused with some wind god and then he kind of creates his own tornado. Yes. Every time he swells his, his hammer. No, I haven't watched any Thor. You go, if you looked up Marvel, if you googled everything to, about Marvel, Thornado would already exist somewhere in the in the Marvel, you know, comic book universe. Right. Okay. I guarantee. Like in a legit. legit yeah, it'd be somewhere Marvel. in the canon. Right. Yeah. Tornado. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Finally. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Matt Stewart. High five. Thanks so much for having me. Hope it was worth it for you, for you know, like being able to promote your show on our, you know, with our our numbers, you know. Yeah, it was good to be here to promote promote that. Can we just mention it again, Matt Stewart? Pretty dry? No, bone, bone dry. dry. I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm out of date. No, Pretty Dry is the one you directed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's called Bone Dry. Very different show. Very different mm. show, directed by very Dave similar, Warnicky. That's right. Very similar title, very different show. But yes. it's, um, yeah, it's on at the Chinese Museum in Melbourne and then in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Festival next month. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Three nights only. Great. Oh, you got to go see that. Uh, and hear Al, the way you like to do. The way you like it, um, I will appear, maybe in multiple voices if it survives. We also do a, I do a show called Primates, another podcast, which both Alistair and Andy, together and separately, have mm. been on multiple times. Really fun podcast, one of my favourite podcasts. And you can hear to that. To go on and to do. On, and one of the most recent episodes, I was just fantastic. can't remember what it was, but God, it was good. Oh, I mean, they're all you. good. Well, but listen to some really of the recent time. ones. Seren, really funny. And Fran, Fran's episode, Fran's really so funny. funny. Fran's so yeah, funny. We all great. finished that one and we're like... Is that? <laughs> we all felt real weird. Oh, what I didn't you, edit what it at all. Oh, that was about bangers and mash. Yeah, that's really right. Really big part of my childhood. My God, I watched so much of that show and I hated every single yeah, time I saw it. Yeah, there was a real it. sad... I don't know, what, was it the scheduling that made it sad? Wasn't it really close to bedtime for little kids or something? I don't think it was the, the context. I think it was just the show itself. I, every time I watched it, I was like, this is so bad. Dreary and... Yeah, it was probably one of the first things that I realised as a child, like one of the first pieces of like media that I was like, oh, this isn't very good. Yeah. But it was that thing of like, this is my chance to watch cartoons. This is on the ABC. This is all I'm allowed to watch. I think I felt And this the is what I'm same. stuck with. Yeah. This garbage. It was slow. For a four-minute so show slow. that moved <laughs> so <drag>. slowly. <laughs> we couldn't believe how long it took to get through that four minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, and really that, yeah, it was Fran Middleton so funny. Mm. You should go see her show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. I will. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. I love Fran. Fran Solo? Ah, Fran Solo. Fran Solo. Yeah. yeah, one woman Star Wars. Yeah. Check it out. And we, you can find us on Twitter at 2 Tank. 
You can come and see us in Magma at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yeah, please The show do. has been going really well. Really well. And people seem to really love it, and yeah. we also really love it. We've got some lovely feedback from comedians who we respect. Yeah, we had one of the best comedians in the world. At our, oh, that's at very our nice. But I, um, he laughed very loudly. It was I, Matt Stewart. I was Matt trying Stewart. to keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Your facial expression is so good. I've seen it twice, and it's, it is so good. Thanks so As much. As everyone has continually says. Must almost become boring to you. It is, yeah. And so that's why we deliberately had a really bad show on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Sunday night. Sunday was, night. Um, yeah. So, but it was, yeah. It's, it's, it's been really fun, and it's, yeah. It, you got to help out Are so you? that Andy. Mm, can do you leave well. the um the best comedian, one of the best comedians in the world? Do you leave that hanging so people are like, who was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So DM Al on Twitter. It was you. He'll tell you who it really was. No. It was me and one other. Yeah. Um, and we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.